0: is british wrestling spotlight on the IndieCorner.com. i'm benno and i'm jp and there's no joe with us this week but we've drafted in the ideal replacement the charlie morgan to joe's killer kelly it's pw pondering's progress reviewer suit williams uh suit how's it going all right now <laughs> i'm not sure how to feel about that
1: but i'm doing well
0: <laughs> not a fan of the uh, the charlie morgan then I mean, I've only seen her in progress. I've heard good stuff. That's kind of uh, our take as well. Me and uh, JP was it was a big fan waiting JP and you were hyping her up coming into progress and she's on the show we're going to talk about today, um, replacing Killer Kelly in the in the four way women's match. But yeah, I don't know. She's had a uh, had mixed fortunes in progress so far. What happened, JP? You were talking her up.
2: I, I think I jinxed it. That's the only <laughs> logical explanation. As soon as I ended up speaking to her after a show, she's... it's. It's all gone downhill from there. I feel
0: terrible. <laughs> it's my fault. I take full blame. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing Killer Kelly on this show, but yeah, shame she got injured on the uh, WXW show the day before. Uh, intro aside, Sooter, how are you otherwise? Uh, listeners from this feed should know you from the uh, Progress reading Review, me and yourself did, for both uh, Indie Corner and PW Ponderons. I mean, can you believe it? You're going to a, a Progress show in a couple of days, and you didn't have to come to the UK. It uh, turns out they're coming to you.
1: Yeah, they came to
0: me. WrestleMania just comes to me. I love it. <laughs> they did la- uh
1: they did it a couple years ago.
0: Now they're back. <laughs> you go into a, a few shows over the weekend.
1: Um <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to both progress shows. I'm going to the Friday Evolve show. I'm going to the WWN Super Show. I'm going to Joey Janela Spring Break. I'm going to Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. I'm going to uh, WrestleMania and then Raw. Now, I was going to say,
2: you've, it doesn't sound like you've got too much planned over that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> nice and relaxing.
1: I nice mean. just to uh, sit down and uh, <laughs> just take in the weekend.
0: <laughs> going to be seeing a lot of the sun. Well, I mean, the, what? Big, the big show over the weekend is—I uh I mean, the big news. We don't want to bury the lead. WWE Access has got progress wrestlers there. They've—they've uh, they've got some oh, evolved yeah, stuff the- going on. The—the the big story of the weekend. Wolfgang's got a match with Hideo Itami. I mean, Wolfgang versus Kenta. Did you ever <laughs> think you'd see the day? <laughs>
1: that is a. As my little sister brings me her Kindle, uh. That is a Fire Pro random match, if I've ever seen one.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it should have been on Joey Janella's spring break, uh, surely. That is weird enough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird, isn't it, that uh, Access has got this, this involved... Uh, sorry, there's Evolve involvement. There's Progress involvement. Uh, Cassio Sono's got matches both with Keith Lee and with Volta. Uh, um, and Zach Gibson's going to be involved in the UK title tournament, or it's a title shot tournament. It's got a whole host of uh, Americans in there as well, which is a little bit weird. But no ICW involvement? Do you find that strange, JP? Or is it, I don't know, do you think maybe Trips went out to that ICW show last year, saw what, he, what ICW actually was, and maybe uh, changed his mind on that special relationship? Yeah. Yeah, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Um, I mean, I've heard some reports that recently they're starting to get
2: a bit more into form. And I must confess, I haven't seen it. Um, I suppose really be thinking who from ICW would you be focusing on on those shows? Mm. Who would kind of fit in that you couldn't already get from Progress? Um, and, is you know, so it doesn't feel like there's anyone, so, a Joe Coffey, that would more or less be it
0: yeah that's pretty much it i mean Sue, are you surprised by that what you, what, you, what have you made i don't think we really talked about it too we talked about it a little bit on our progress here and review this special relationship progress i've got with wwe they're getting uh some favors here and it looks like uh some of their guys are going to get a get a booking you see it as a as a net positive as a uh, uncle paul tries to move in on the uh the wrestlemania weekend they've they put a lot of stuff over that weekend i don't know if they're trying to tempt people like you from uh going to the indie shows and maybe just to parking yourself at access for three days
1: oh yeah they got the progress super show on the sunday before uh, wrestlemania but um i mean it can't hurt progress to do it i mean it does kind of hurt the punk rock pro wrestling thing but you know it's just a nickname <laughs> people still buying tickets
0: does it are you are you tempted it all to uh, to head over to access or is it not your scene
1: um I was but then I saw the tickets were 60 bucks and I thought yeah uh, I can live without this. <laughs> Reasonable. Um, like oh, yeah I could like if they did like a wristband thing to just like watch the matches for like mm. 30 bucks or something I'd do that but that's the only thing I want to see. I got no interest in going anywhere else and I don't want to pay $60. It's more than I pay for all my other tickets. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a fair shout. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, as far as the, the list of shows you mentioned, we're talking mainly about Progress today. So, uh, what are you looking forward to on the two Progress shows? They got one on Friday at noon, and they got one on Saturday at noon as well. Um, strange timing, uh, and it'll be an early. I suppose Progress uh, they used to do an after shows over in the UK. It's a touch early, um, but anything standing out to you about those two cards? Uh, well, Osprey and Haskins. Now that we know that's happening, mm. very much looking forward to that.
1: Uh, Walter and Sabre on the second night. That should be awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to um, the Grizzled Young Vets and Mustache Mountain to see, because I really want to boo Zach Gibson.
0: <laughs> That's really <laughs> one
1: of the top draws for me. I mean, everything should be fun. It's not a bad card. It's just... It's kind of a chapter show and like, in name only, because mm. there isn't really like mm. It's like one of the it's like the New York show, but instead they're just calling this one a
0: chapter. Me and you were talking a few weeks ago, weren't we? see so it's about the potential for, for matches that could be here. We were talking could there be a, a Zack Saber uh title shot? Could the we were going through different singles matches we thought could be there. Um yeah, it's it's a strange one. I mean, it's cool that they've, they've actually named, gone the full hog and named these chapters, but yeah, the cards just uh, I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at them, JP but there's a there's yeah. a, quite an interesting Thunderbaster match there. Austin Theory, Joey Dinella, Jeff Cobb Ricky Shane Page, Paro yeah, yeah. MJF, Darby Allen, and Chris Brooks um, Not the most progress sounding lineup there, but uh, interesting nonetheless.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a wild affair and uh, given how Chris Brooks was at this last chapter, he kind of is i can see him being a good fit for that that kind of a match um i mean i agree with you guys i mean they do feel like chapters in name only Uh, there's a lot there that will will convey the progress experience Mm. as much as anything like you know having moustache mounting grizzle young vets is gonna get the crowd absolutely going and and suit you are gonna be well um well served for being able to boo zach gibson if he's anything like the form he was at this last chapter show, oh,
1: he was fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. It's it's no uh, surprise, is it, that uh, the WWE have come calling? Um, I, I had some doubt as to uh, whether his gimmick would work abroad. I kind of thought it's very localized. But uh, if his previous appearances for Progress abroad are anything to go by, um, it works, doesn't it? Do you do you get the impression, suit that people understand the uh, the strange regional elements of Zach Gibson, or do they just enjoy booing uh, Zach Gibson when he's over in the States? I think
1: it's both. Like, I think some people get it, but I think some people just see everybody booing, Mm. and they just start booing, and then it's just Mm. fun for everybody. (laughs) Plus, like, Gibson's really good at getting people to boo him, too, so...
0: Yeah, that's it. He's not just a promo, is he? He's a, he's a class worker. He's kind of the the pro. the criticism I remember hearing early on when he started doing the promo was it was a bit samey and it was, he was saying the same thing every time. But the skill is how he turns it around and makes it fit the wrestlers that he's facing and makes mm. it work for the scenarios he, he's in. He's just uh, turned uh, around to be a, an all-time uh, Brit Rez talker, I would say. I don't think there's anybody uh, better on, on our shores, JP, than uh, than Zach Gibson.
2: There isn't. isn't. we have, Remember, we spoke about this when it came to the review of last year um the only other one being trent seven um being anywhere near comparable um he deserves the exposure the only thing i was thinking about is obviously in the uk he kind of hams up his his accent and obviously in out of zach gibson the character he's it's a bit more soft-spoken is that right and that should kind of so he should in terms of anyone having any kind of issue of not being able to kind of understand him, and he's good enough at his mic skills to just turn it around for whichever wrestler he's facing. I don't see how he's going to not be booed out of uh, full sail at some point in the near
0: future, hopefully. That's mm-hmm. so what do you mean, though, JP. I think uh, the accent travels well. I mean, uh, Sue, can you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I can hear It's all good. <laughs> it is. No, I think all, all scousers or... Uh, I mean he's he's from just outside of Liverpool just like I am. We've got our, our posh phone voice like when you're talking to your mum on the phone and you've got the the thug voice that he uh that puts on the very broad accent but yeah, he gets a, he gets his message across. <laughs> Uh, moving on then let's get into our, our main review for today then we talked a little bit about uh, Zach Gibbs performance on the show but the, the bulk of today's show is going to be talking Progress Chapter 65 uh, Suit, so you've got a review of the chapter on pwponderings.com right now that I would implore people to check out uh, the show is called Have Some Faith in the Sound from the Electric Ballroom uh, the second Electric Ballroom show I believe where the DJ booth is gone it's a strange sight watching these uh, Electric Ballroom shows without the, the big DJ booth and, and having uh briley up there sat at the top um a strange show as well from a commentary point of view we had uh it was uh, glenn joseph here and dahlia black or as i call it mr glenn joseph and uh, mrs glenn joseph she's uh very similar <laughs> to to him in style um I don't know. I mean, what do you two guys make of the uh, the commentary situation in in progress at the moment? Uh, Suity, you a fan of this pairing, Glen Joseph and uh, and Dahlia Black? Um, I'm personally, I'm probably more a fan of the the other pairings progress have got.
1: Yeah, I I like Callum and uh, and Matt Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like just one of them being on. Uh, Dahlia was fine, but I she was definitely like I don't want to say like not at their level because she is just starting but mm. she's she's not she's kind yeah, of
0: new to it isn't she jp it's kind of like like as Sue just said she's very much in the, the reason i think she I, she's comparable to glenn joseph but she's very much reactionary um rather than giving you maybe the detailed insight that you get from the other two that we just mentioned um i don't know do you feel the same way jp i do
2: and i kind of like feel for her in a way and i feel bad i would feel bad saying anything really negative at this point because the suit's pointed out you know she's right. just beginning on this mm. and it's and it's an art and a craft i mean if you told me that kevin kelly would be the best commentator in the world at the minute true, true. you know a few years <laughs> yeah. ago i'd be i'd be very surprised um so i always think with these things give it time um there were some things that i th- i wasn't particularly a fan of there were times during some matches where she was being really jokey when the situation didn't really require it um some stuff with a couple of the matches that i was going to mention as well where like the relationship between her and tk cooper and travis banks it it, it almost felt like she distanced herself from it which felt very weird for me so yeah um give it give it time Dome shows that would be perfectly ideal for her to practice on. Yeah, it just feels a
0: little bit early to have her on main shows. I'd say.
2: I do, yeah. I think I think some dome shows should be absolutely really well suited for that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I remember her on the uh, women's show. She did really, he did well on that. For I think that was like her first like full like show. She was on most of that show, mm. and I thought she did well there. Mm. Mm. Definitely. He would, it would probably help as well the fact that the dome shows
2: she'd know a lot of the wrestlers who'd be on those dome shows anyway um just even through training so i think it would it would help suit her get you you know she'd be able she knows those characters already she knows those wrestlers and then when she's feeling kind of confident enough introduce her into the booth some of the other shows or you could have her as the third part on a three-person panel which i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of but you could do that
0: well if uh, We'll have plenty of uh, talk on here as the, year the show goes on, but uh, Match 1 was... Rob Lynch and Doug Williams gone is the Valhalla. Back is the battle-tested Rob Lynch in his <laughs> bullet club knockoff T-shirt and his duffel coat. Um, I like the London riots as much as anybody. Obviously, there's the black crowds uh, surrounding anything to do with the London riots, um, with JD and all the things that that happen with him. Um, but uh, Rob Lynch is is back in progress. They're obviously not going to have a conclusion to that feud. Uh, what you make of him uh, being back, uh, suit? And, and what did you make of this as a match?
1: Yeah, he, Rob was back and was as
0: jiggly as ever. Um <laughs> there was some awkward camera shots went though and he was kind of yeah. sat down in pins and stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh this was fine. I mean it's it was weird on paper but uh Dahlia said that uh Doug Williams trained Rob Lynch. Uh, hmm. so it helped that helped make more sense. Hmm. Uh I mean wasn't really much here. I just thought this was kind of dry like it was they did went more on the technical side, and I just thought it was kind of a bit dry. It wasn't bad, but nothing. I'll go back and watch.
0: Yeah, I I probably just describe it as a match. It was two big, yeah. beefy lads, and it was fine. Um, but I don't know, JP, not a a great advertisement for Rob Lynch coming back. I'm enjoying the story they're telling with. With Doug Williams, or although they've uh, maybe took uh, the foot off the gas a little bit with that. There was a lot of talk about retirement. The the great uh, documentary The Progress put on there on demand is out yeah. with, uh, with Doug talking about yeah. that as well. Uh, what did you make of it, JP? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um... I mean, I, I like you, I like the story uh, about Doug Williams' retirement and and where it's going to go. And he was making sort of, he was saying one more at the end of the match as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I also agree with Sue. Um, it felt weird that this was like a technical match because I would have thought the best way to introduce Rob Lynch would be to play to his strengths as a brawler. Um, so the match felt bizarre from that perspective. It also felt bizarre that you had two faces in there. So the crowd at points, it, it, you know, the way it can feel kind of dead when you when you've got that dynamic there as well. Um, yeah, I, I thought it could have been like a couple of minutes shorter
0: as much as anything,
2: but it was fine for
1: what it was i think that's a
0: fair way of putting it um rob lynch won the match with a spear the, the camera was very close and you could almost <laughs> not make it out uh, as, as he kind of hit it i just saw him doing a a weird this big man doing a weird flip and i had to kind of guess from the commentary that's uh, the move that he was doing progress <laughs> do like that close-ups don't they? um but yeah it, oh, yeah it was a match yeah uh, Match two then had uh, it was our four way women's match as we mentioned earlier. This was uh, supposed to have uh, Kayla Kelly in the match, unfortunately out through injury. So instead we got Shikara. Uh, millie mckenzie and session moth martina being joined by charlie morgan it gave it a, an interesting dynamic with uh, shikara and charlie morgan both being in this genie stable and giving each other uh, evils as they uh, they made their, their entrance here as well i don't know what what have you made of this uh this stable so far suit they do all seem like very much uh, individuals um, i suppose that's that's the point here but there's no Nothing obvious that kind of draws these uh, these women together to to be part of this Ginny stable.
1: Yeah, it like it the
0: stable. I like
1: I like it when Ginny has people to just be mean to. Um, I'm just like not really feeling like the whole division right now because hmm. it kind of just feels like they're on pause until Ginny gets the title shot. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like she was meant to win the title already by now. Mm. Cause he was supposed to have her shot, but then she got hurt, and now they're they pushed it back till Victoria Warehouse. So we're not getting it for another couple months either. So now it just feels like, all right, everybody, just wait until this happens. Mm. Yeah, it does,
2: doesn't it? It feels like it's in a real holding pattern at the yeah, moment. Isn't
1: it? That's it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like if you look at—I know Ginny's been injured as well, so I mean that's obviously the the big problem here. But
1: mm. even if
0: you look at the the cage match for for Ginny's uh, progress one over the last year. She's just constantly in title shot matches. It's four ways for a title shot. It's, you know, yep. six women matches for a title shot. It's singles matches for a title shot. They do build the division very much around Ginny, which is probably the right thing to do. Um, but mm. you're right. Yeah. With, with that being, uh, still in the future, it kind of makes matches like this feel a little bit pointless. I mean, I'd always. It's good that there are women's matches on progress shows, but you, you kind of want them to have a bit of a, a bit of a point to them. I mean, what did you you both make of this as a, as a match? Uh, maybe you first suit. Uh,
1: I mean, I thought it was fine. It was a little sloppy. Uh, I mean, Martina, Martina, the Martina. So. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like is,
0: is it the gimmick <laughs> yeah. that she's sloppy or is she just sloppy? It's it's hard to tell with her sometimes, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it is, and it works to her favor because we can't tell um <laughs> uh, the crowd loves Millie yeah and uh they want to see more of her but uh yeah again we're kind of just hitting pause till Ginny comes back
0: and Charlie got the win so all right yeah that's it yeah, were you surprised at that JP she got, got the replacement here getting the win with the implant DDT on Millie it does make you wonder a little bit what was the uh the plan uh before they uh they put her in the match yeah it does make, I, I was wondering that as well um it, it
2: did feel it did feel strange um I mean obviously they the idea of uh, the idea of Millie winning would have been sort of um, almost the obvious way but I can see Millie possibly and maybe Tony Storm or Ginny at uh at Wembley I think they would build that long for her to actually win um yeah it, it was a match um uh a couple of weird notes um i thought uh, charlie morgan's music is growing on me <laughs> and i know i feel bad saying that as well and yeah there was i don't know the martina shtick is I, i'm not really reacting to it anymore and maybe because i've seen it too many times at this point mm. but it, it just sort of didn't feel like that was i'm a bit bored of it mm. um and also sh- chikara getting getting better i mean the fact she's 17 you just remember and think my god at 17 she's there she's not where millie is hmm. um but at the same time she's she seems to be really like kind of getting it together
1: a bit more so i was impressed yeah and it and he's uh doing he's like he's funny too like Yes. Uh, her like the way she sells is funny, and in, in this match, like Martina tried to give her a beer, and she yes. just said, "I'm 17." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's found he's found something there, and she's getting better in the ring too. And he's mm. 17 again, so she's got yeah. a lot of time. Definitely. Yeah, by the time she's 21,
2: she really could be something. Um, yeah. and I think we expect that with Millie McKenzie. We we've kind of seen enough there for her to be that. But um, I would say Chikara carries on at this rate and Touchwood avoids injury or anything else, then then, yeah, she sh- she should be really good. And and it kind of is bad. I feel bad saying it, but it just didn't feel like Charlie Morgan was anyway kind of stood out enough for me at this point, which as a fan, I'm, I'm just wondering what's happened, why that's the case. I don't know. Mm. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah,
1: it feels like he's, he got he has a look, and it feels like he mm. has this, like, big personality. Like, I've only seen her in Progress. Mm. So it feels like he has, like, a big personality, but she's got to, like, tone it back because he's in a sable with Ginny, and Ginny's the leader. So yes. it feels kind of just like they're mm. toning it back like she either she's holding it back or they're asking her to hold
0: back like personality wise mm. yeah you're not getting the full charlie morgan are you the full i mean I, I don't watch a lot of pro wrestling eve but she's a big personality on those shows and she's a bit of a rebel and uh, she doesn't really fit being as you're saying their suits of servient um maybe that's the but hey the, the long-term story maybe right? yeah
1: like i was about to say like maybe maybe she's the one that breaks out from this mm, thought it makes sense
0: yeah I thought the, uh, the match was also notable by, uh, after the match, there was, we got to watch two minutes of people staring at the entranceway, because apparently in the building, Ginny, <laughs> Ginny got into it oh, with a fan, oh, didn't yeah. she? She's got previous first slapping fans. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened. I think from what I've read from live reports, it was just a bit of pushing back and forth, and I think the fan was eventually, uh, let back, led back to his seat, but yeah, she gets her, uh, gets a heat, Ginny, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> I said, um, before when Spike Treve was on a show that uh, if he kept spitting champagne in people's faces someone would get up and punch him. <laughs> and someone tried. Yeah, and it looks like someone someone might have done that with Jenny. <laughs> I didn't see. I just saw Martina and uh, Millie staring at the entrance for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was strange to didn't it? just cut there, but but anyway, uh, On to match three then we had our. I, I thought this was strange placements on the show. We had our new DQ, uh, mm. Chris Brooks and T K Cooper match. Uh, I never really bought this feud as over Travis Banks love um, as warranting this kind of match. It just there was just something about it. Didn't it didn't really feel like the the two hated each other. But I would say. In a vacuum, I thought this was great. Uh, I would say, JP, going back to your point at the start of the show when you said that uh, Dali had some weird moments in commentary, this was peak for it because TK Cooper's out there and she's trying to commentate on the match straight um which definitely mm. uh, hurt uh, uh, i would say a little bit that maybe that's maybe why i've been a little bit critical on the commentary because she is put in the, that weird spot um but yeah in a vacuum i thought this was a, a great match uh so what did you make of it as a match and uh, what have you made of this story overall that they've been uh, telling with brooks and Cooper?
1: uh i mean i've i love this match i thought this was by far my favorite brooks match in progress and Mm, well my favorite brooks singles match in progress let me say and it might be my favorite cooper singles match too i i'd have to go back and watch some but this was very impressive i love this it just like ramped up the the it got very violent very quick like once they found all the stuff they were going to use, it got... It
0: <laughs> <laughs> so took a while trying to find some weapons in this match.
1: Yeah, but oh, yeah. once they found them, it got... this was really good. Uh, as far as, like, the feud goes, uh, yeah, you kind of covered it. Like, I didn't buy it over, like, Travis's, like, affection, because... He didn't show any favorites to either of them when uh, they were feuding for the title. Mm. So it didn't really work from that sense. But like, as far as these two like in the ring went, they've done very well at like showing that they don't like each, each other because uh, their sections in the Thunder Bastard were very good. And this match was very good too.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was a match kind of full of big spots i thought the particularly oh, yeah. the superplex yeah. onto the drawer and pins slash tax um the, that the way they bounced off the mat that was ri really awesome the Spanish fly mm. off the apron was also it started hot didn't it JP it kind of they went straight into it with the the big dive from Brooks and then TK doing that, that progress staple of throwing him into yep. the crowd into the chairs because it's a progress brawl you've got to get that in somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think even that not a progress show without it <laughs> I mean there's no progress shows where I've seen it happen four or five times on the same show at least they mm. uh, they saved it for the right match hey, uh, JP I, I thought they uh, they did like suit says I thought they did a really good job in, in a vacuum even if i've I've not been a big fan of the feud
2: did there's a lot that i agree with there i think this is the best brooks singles match i've seen and it felt substantial and and like you guys i mean the story i I really wasn't feeling it beforehand i mean it was nice not having the ring introductions just not having that and yeah it started off wild and just never stopped um i know that he didn't obviously take out his teeth with the hammer
0: um (laughs)
2: Looked,
0: oh, his nose—he looked, looked great. He looked, he looked sick like he was wincing he away on the nose spot. It looked like TK was a little bit scared. What was going to happen there? Well, yeah, having... that
1: felt like that felt like. Um, when was it? Like uh, the no DQ match with um, Haskins and Rampage, where Haskins like ripped out his mouth with like a hanger and put salt in his mouth. Mm, it felt like one yes. of those spots where it was just like. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It it felt... Because it felt so vicious,
2: I, I found myself thinking, this storyline... I know it's going to sound a bit weird. This storyline needs to kind of continue and evolve as having these two guys as rivals. I, I thought the chemistry here was great. Um, and I know it was kind of a deathmatch. I mean, it, it's going to sound really weird because would they have to go back and try and really explain how this began? But... I'd like to see more of their matches. I'd definitely mm-hmm. be interested
0: in that. Yeah, I think I agree with that because it, it didn't. It, it kind of felt like a blow off, but it kind of like I've not been into the feud now at this point where they've done what could be the blow off match. I want to see yes. more matches between them. Uh, like you well, said, then suit. I've uh, I've not TK Cooper as a singles act. I think's quite unproven in progress. Um, they've just thrown him in the deep end, haven't they this year? But this is definitely is a is best performance.
1: Right and. After what happened in the main event, I could see I could see this going on. Mm. Like after after the main event,
0: maybe maybe uh, I Brooks would say, is in the Thunder Bastard, too. There you go. You could set something up there. Maybe we'll finally get uh, Brooks and Lycos against TK and Travis. Uh, you know they're going yes. to do that, that at some point. Um, but yeah, one other note on the match, just the the finish as well. We mentioned it was a very vicious vicious match. Uh, Brooks kind of grabbed his, his octopus submission and cranked it to the ground, and I was kind of laughing at TK having to tap out, but he tapped once and then realised that the drawing pins were there and just started tapping in the air instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it felt really bad for him there, but yes, bit of a bit weird that it went on third with it with all that cleanup, but uh, I suppose with them having the uh, next up the big Atlas title match, uh, Walter Rampage Brown and having two title matches on the show, I suppose that explains it. Um, this Atlas belt suit, it's. Uh, uh, the proper belt in, in progress right now i would say walter is is carrying these shows um there's, there's obviously other standouts in ring but he's the the consistent for me what did you uh make of this match with walter and rampage brown and i guess of, as we've uh not had you on the show in a little while what have you made of, uh, of walter's run as uh, atlas champion he's had some really brutal matches the last few chapters
1: well before we get started let's have a moment of silence for i will be heard
2: <laughs> oh. his dub
1: music became the live oh. music so oh. let's Put a lighter in
0: the air.
2: <laughs> I put that in my notes too. I was like, God, I miss Breed. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is is there a mileage and go the WXW route with maybe dubbing? I I wasn't so sure when he came back uh, in Sheffield, and it was a huge moment. And I will be heard Played it, then. Watching the VOD with the dub over it, it kind of that almost felt worse. I don't know what the what the answer is. Is there an answer, suit? Uh,
1: God, I. I don't know, cause it's it's tough because you lose like that natural reaction. It's kind of like um, what they do on the network with mm. uh, like WCW and oh ECW God, yeah. where yeah. they dub over stuff. You
0: lose that. Like... Jericho's coming out to his like two thousand theme in uh, nineteen ninety six. That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. So maybe changing the music, maybe changing the music loses something, but dubbing it over like loses more so mm, yeah. maybe just changing the music what about if you, you dub- just suck it up
2: what about if you played I don't know if this would be possible you played the original themes live and you dubbed over with this new, new music with the hot tag media work stuff and so you had it live but also you do have this music kind of playing as well I don't know how that would work but no. possibly that because at least then you'd be getting that live experience as yeah. much as anything, but.
0: yeah, but I, I would always say that's kind of what we're saying. It's that the mm. our, as Still much as great for the live people in the building, the six hundred, seven hundred people there. Yeah, many more people have got to watch the VOD, haven't they? And if yeah. it hates the VOD experience. I'm not sure that's the answer either. But well, um, they are friends with uh, WWE. They could ask Paul Heyman how he did it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think Paul just did not for permission. He just did whatever he wanted. Didn't he? <laughs> Hence why all, all the shows are dubbed over, and you just can't watch a New Jack match these days with that terrible uh, oh, yeah. dubbed theme that they throw on on the network. Oh god! Um, but you still have to do it on the VHS as imagine. well. Although the, the choice of music was much better. What do you make of a RZA match then, Suter? Uh, have you been uh, enjoying Walter's run so far? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't see how you couldn't. It,
1: it has been just on another level of. Excellence with Walter this year, even more than last, because uh, last year it was mostly with Matt Taken that goodness and just spread it out with different people. Like, (laughs) there was the Thatcher match, there was the Mark Davis match. Yeah, that wasn't for the title. And then you got this match, which I thought was really, really good, too. Like, they it just felt like Walter matches feel like wars, like wars of attrition, where he just breaks you down and you could keep fighting, but he's just gonna put you away. What did you make of it, J Ping?
2: Yeah, uh pretty similar. I mean I thought it it, it it felt very slow and very chop heavy for quite some time. And then there was a point where Rampage hit his lariat and it kind of picked up then towards the end. And I thought Rampage got something out of this. Mm. There's been a there's been a kind of they've been trying to reestablish him over the past few months kind of sporadically and i I mean i think he's a good guy to have around i think we said it before that that tag team with t-bone would be kind of well suited i think for for the tag division at the moment um but yeah what was great and you know what you're getting with him Hmm. really (laughs) which is real stardom real star power
0: it felt like he had a very genuine respect for rampage uh by the end of the match and the way he kind yeah. of although he lost yeah, like you mentioned rampage didn't lose too much from uh from losing here as well to show them some respect as well i thought it was very good not great uh, and I thought maybe there's one too many strike exchanges here. As much as I enjoy the strike exchanges, it did feel like it, it peaked somewhere in the middle. But yeah, it's only a a slight notch down from from the great Walter stuff so far uh, that we've had this year in Progress. And yeah, I'll uh, I think it's it's Walter that would make me buy a ticket to go see a Progress show at the moment. And it's it's his matches that uh, that everyone seems to be talking about.
1: Definitely, uh,
0: I did enjoy Rampage
1: getting a near fall with a body slam.
0: <laughs> like oh, it- yeah.
1: I think if he dropped the leg, he would have had it won. <laughs> that would have been awesome.
0: <laughs> Walter, with all his rim camp stuff and his, his amateur wrestling, it's a body slam that does him over and a leg like drop. My God, the irony. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, just the, I think they had the good, good chemistry. It was just two big old boys uh, smashing uh, seven shades out of each other. So, yeah, but it's uh, hard not to uh, to enjoy it. And that's kind of the, the formula that uh, Walter's got at the moment. And it works. Definitely. Uh, moving on then, we've got a uh, match five. Uh, this kicked off the second half of the show. Um, probably, I would say, the low point mm-hmm. of the show. Danny Duggan and Danny Jones had no chance here as the fans yeah. latched on the fact to the fact mm-hmm. that Danny Duggan's name is Duggan, so he got the happy oh. Duggan no chance. Uh, I thought the, oh. the Let's Go Danny and both these Dan chants were were quite funny. Um, yeah. And the Dan <laughs> Allen Partridge stuff, but the lads had no chance here did they suit it was just it was more about the fans uh, getting their chance out we've we've seen this in progress before
1: it's part of that but i also felt like the work was very, very just like sterile like it was just they were just doing holds and then duggan like hurt, uh, jammed his knee up and then they got thrown off and then it just it kind of just like fell apart mm. And yeah. then Eddie Dennis came out, and then they had this really dumb finish, and it neither of these guys really got anything from this. No, I, th-
0: I think if you're gonna do that finish, then the match doesn't need to be this long, because it was kind right. of halfway through the match where I'm watching the two, the very plain wrestlers as well, and they feel like, the, yeah. like you said there, they didn't really know how to deal with the the crowd situation. But I realized halfway through that Eddie Dennis was coming out, so. JP, I just spent the, the rest of the match just waiting for him to come.
2: That was it. Um, as soon as he, he came out, um, obviously it picked up. Uh, when he got on the mic, it, it, he was great. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, and it is and going to talk about um, Zach Gibson and both uh, Travis Banks, of, of having that grain of truth or perceived truth. Um, when they speak and when it when he when he came out, I'm wondering whether or not they would do something with Jones aligning with Eddie Dennis as a kind of placeholder for the feud with the feud with Andrews while they're waiting for Eddie Dennis to get better. I don't mm. know if that's something they could go in um mm. that was trying to pick up of things that you could take from this match and go go forward. I'm ex- also expecting Danny Duggan to kind of get massacred by Mark Davis
0: <laughs> as oh. well.
1: Yeah, that... Mark Davis might as well have a bye. Like, he's <laughs> just gonna run through. <laughs> I agree.
0: I mean, I suppose you have to fit the natural progression series on the show, so I kind of understood why this match was made, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a dull spot on the cards. I mean, soothed as JP has just said that. I think... I mean, the, the finish here was... was uh, eddie dennis getting in the way leading to danny duggan getting uh seddy jones getting rolled up but as a as a feud have you i mean the eddie dennis mark Andrews stuff i would say it's probably been the the best stuff progress have done um and i know it's having to rumble on a little bit slowly because mark uh, andrews is out but in the main suit i've really been enjoying it i don't know about you
1: oh yeah it's We've said it before, like, Eddie Dennis is an absolute just revelation as a heel. Like, he is fantastic. He's taken everything that's, like, been thrown at him, like, with this injury and Mark being more prominent on 205 Live now. Mm. He's taken everything that's been thrown at him, and he's able to make it gold. Yep. Like, he's King Midas right now. (laughs) Yeah. He is,
2: he's gold. He's gold on the mic. Never expected that from him.
0: No, no. I think as a face, I always thought he had a lot of charisma. But yeah, uh, this side to him, and like you said, JP, it's the grain of truth, isn't it? I think that's what mm. what makes it. And I think whenever Progress do pull the trigger on it and do get to do the match, um, it's going to be better for it when it comes later down the line and he gets the chance to to cut a few more promos like this on uh, on Progress shows and and really build the thing up.
2: Yeah, if they can hold off to Wembley, th- that would be absolutely great because that would just yeah. be an electric atmosphere.
1: That's the marquee match right there.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, stories and progress then, uh, match six featured, would you believe it, the uh, the number one contender for the Progress <laughs> World title, Jack Sexsmith. I don't know if you're aware of that super Oh, apparently, yeah. Apparently he is. Um, again, uh, if, you wow. feel, <laughs> if you look at Jack Sexsmith's bookings over the last six months look at what he's doing in in new orleans as we talked about earlier the fact that he's here in a three-way tag match teaming with david Starr, which isn't the best use of david star either it's so strange that he's the number one contender for the the big manchester show coming up they've only got super strong style left as well as the new orleans shows to to do any build towards uh, him and travis banks but yeah he's, he's kind of just He's carried on in this tag team role, isn't he? And we're not really. Uh, there's not much reason to to, to be interested in Jack Sexsmith's, uh story. I think it, it, the story they we were trying to tell last year uh, around Super Strong Style and the stuff with Zach Gibson. Uh, maybe that was the time to do something like this. Whereas now he he feels very much cold, doesn't he? Yeah, like I forgot he had the title shot.
1: Hmm.
0: Like... This is their biggest Manchester show ever. Supposedly they're going to try and fill two thousand yeah. seats. I don't get it
1: what are we doing here <laughs> yeah like
2: doesn't make any sense I mean if Jimmy Havoc was the world champion I could see where it was going
1: but he isn't <laughs> so like uh, and I mean they're going to they're in New Orleans he's in another tag match against Ring Conf, and I don't think he's winning that no Because that would involve David Starr beating Walter, and that could never happen.
0: Ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, and then you've got... He could do something on the second night, and then you've got Super Strong Style, but he's not in Super Strong Style, right? He's already got a shot. Yeah. So...
0: What... What are we doing? <laughs> That's the big yeah. question for me with him. And not even just him in this match. It's kind of like, I mean, uh, we talked earlier about how good Zach Gibson is and his promo at the start of this match was great, where he's talking about how they defended the belts <sighs> in China. Um, and they're going to come here and the, you know, they've had this kind of on again, off again thing with Havoc and Haskins where they, for some reason, traded the belts. That one didn't make much sense to me either. If, um, if they were going to go and defend the belt in China and then come back with it anyway, I, I don't see, why they lost the belt in the first place. This, this three-way tag match, for me, it's kind of a, a good, uh, in a vacuum, showing the, the problems of of, uh, of some of the progress booking at the moment. Yeah, I th- uh, I think the title
1: switch was just to give Havoc and Haskins, like, to give them some, like, legit legitimacy feels like the wrong word, but I'll use it anyway, hmm. to give them some, like, legitimacy as a tag team so you could say, oh, hey, the former tag team champions, Haskins and Havoc. Hmm. As opposed mm. to just, team don't explain
0: anything. <laughs> so,
1: Yep, that's
0: kind of the, the gimmick there. Um, yeah, I mean, as as a match, uh, JP, what did you make of this one? It was was a three-way, Sexy Star and the Grizzly Young Vets and Havoc and Haskins. They kind of started with Gibson and Drake teasing letting the other two, um, the other team teams wrestle each other. Um, sexy star eliminated haskins and havoc first and then we eventually yep. got the the double team helter skelter from the grizzle young vets uh elim- at least they eliminated star uh, to win the match and it wasn't Sexsmith. Uh, i thought it was okay um as a as a tag match i'm not always a huge fan of these kind of three-way elimination mm-hmm. things but again the wrestlers did all right given the uh, circumstances
2: i was i was fine with it i enjoyed it for what it was um i think there's a part of me watching it that gets bothered by the Sexsmith storyline about the way that they've they've built to that. Also about no explanation needed or team don't explain. <laughs> like it, that bothers me. Hang, thinking about it. But um, at the same time, I liked the uh, BDSM finisher, which is a, a hell of a name for for the was it the double knee stomp that leads into the uh, German like German yeah. Yeah, the yeah straight jacket German um, and that's quite good but then at this point where do we go with from here with the tag division I mean Aussie open and then you know where else are they going to who else are they going to get in you know how they're going to import them I mean I, if Timothy Thatcher's is not going to be about you can't have Ring Camp in there as much and obviously Walters in the Atlas division as well so yeah it, it did feel like a a match and like you said Benno it kind of showed a lot of the booking problems mm. that have come about with with this especially with this tag division
0: i mean what do you think uh suit what do you think of the the tag division in progress uh as a whole where do we go from here um the grizzled young vets are great and this was mm. a, a good match for them um it kind of fit their their frenetic style um and the way they work and i've been enjoying the matches that they've been having but yeah what what's next for them what else do you do
1: I mean, yeah, the the talent pool for the division is like well not talent pool, but it's just there aren't too many teams left. Like you've got Mustache Mountain, they're challenging in New, New Orleans, you got Aussie Open, you got Ring Conf, and then that's kind of it.
2: Mm.
1: Like, who else do you throw together? Never say die and Mills and Mayhew, that's far too soon for them. Right, but Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as for this match, like, despite all the problems we've just brought up, I really liked this match. Like, <laughs> I felt like this was in a vacuum without anything else. I felt like this was just really fun. I just enjoyed the kind of, like, six-person mayhem at the start and then at the end with uh, the vets trying to put away Sexsmith and, uh, Sex and Star, I thought. I liked all of it.
0: Mm. I might have been the high man on this match. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. I mean, that's... As much as I'll critique some of the progress booking, and we've got a match coming up next where I'm definitely going to do that, um, I, I do think you can't criticise the wrestlers. I mean, the best example was the Grizzly Young Vets and Havoc and Haskins match. Uh, on, I think it was a couple of chapters ago now, um, when they took out um, Havoc via injury. And the three wrestlers who were left in the match made something of that heel versus heel tag, and I think again, as much as we we'll yeah. critic the booking, that's no slight on on the work of the wrestlers themselves because I think they they definitely uh, definitely did as well as they could here given the circumstances. Um, but yeah, I, I did. Just tease it then, so we should probably get into to match seven, the big story of the night. Um, mm-hmm. Travis Bax aka <laughs> <K. A. laughs> the big dog of uh, of progress, uh, the big Kiwi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, defended his belt. It 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 ties in, doesn't it? Though to what we were just saying about um, Team No Explain, because you've got um, Flash Morgan Webster and, and his involvement with that team. I've got to be honest, going into the show, I was convinced that Flash Morgan Webster was going Gonna be winning the belt here. To me, it just made too much sense that he'd go from <laughs> from being a mod to being a rocker and uh, be part uh, of the, the Havoc and Haskins thing. I thought that was the story they were they were trying <laughs> to tell. um But yeah, I mean, as far as stories go, it's just this Travis Baxter Banks title run. I definitely want to get your take on it first. suit he it started so well. He was babyface champion, defending champion. I did think they on his way to the belt they killed him a little bit on the way to Ali Pali before he eventually beat Pete Dunn. And I do think as well him then becoming the babyface champion and very soon after the Pete Dunham British Strong Style who'd been, you know, cheating him the whole way to that win. They were all of a sudden faces as well with, with a shoulder shrug. That felt like it undermined them a little bit. The Defendant Champion arc started good but then maybe became Superman a little bit too much in some of his matches. That's a critique I've heard from people. And then they booked him against two of his best friends. Um... To both of whom, you know, T.K. Cooper and Chris Brooks, have are probably stronger personalities than Banks. Um, so maybe we shouldn't have been surprised as the crowd has turned on him. I mean, what have you made of it of it all? Of they're leaning into it now. Uh, what you make of them doing that? And uh, what you make of uh, this this Travis Banks title run the last few months? Suit.
1: I mean, they've been they were had uh, Banks had fun with it here. Like hmm. you could tell, like the people were into it and he was into it too, and it kind of helped the match a little bit because. I think without it, it's just... I mean, I like both guys, but I didn't think Flash was winning for a sec. <laughs> and, um... As far as the title run goes, like I feel like people are just like... They got tired of it. Because mm-hmm. you had them win Super Strong style, then you had this stuff with Dunn, which I thought, through no fault of their own, was just really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, they just cut his legs out before he started and then he won the title he had some good stuff his title stuff's kind of been like it's either been really good or it's been just there like you've got the Matt Riddle matches and then you've got the Chris Brooks matches Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like the variance on quality there and then we're kind
0: of just here now where I think people are just tired of him at the top, I think there's always a yeah. danger of that, isn't there? I mean, progress of, I've always, I mean, they, they always seem to lean on heel champions. That's what they seem to enjoy booking. Yeah. Um, and I think in any modern yeah. promotion, you have a baby face on top who's who's a bit of a Superman um, in the you know Banksy. He loves to kick out at one. That's his favorite thing to do. Uh, you do have the the danger of maybe this happening. I thought the the riddle match you just mentioned there, Sooth. I, I, that kind of for me was the. That was when it was obvious uh, where we were going. Uh, that's when a good chunk of the crowd seemed to really turn on on Travis. So, I don't know, maybe mm. it was the smart thing to, to lean into it and to uh, to go in, go with him as a heel. I mean, what do you make of it all, uh, JP? Well, I thought he was good at it. Mm. And I think that's possibly
2: the, the really important takeaway, is that he can... I mean, the way he was playing it up as the stern heel during the match, I enjoyed that. It, it was kind of worked at a very different pace from what he normally did. Um, I'm not a fan of it, and I think you both tapped into the bigger progress problem of booking that babyface champion that they that they seem to have fallen into. But at the same time, he was he was really good here. Um, I really enjoyed the dynamic. Um, in the match and I'm I'm probably a lot more upbeat about the match so I think I think than you guys up until it started to go all bullshitty. Um <laughs> yeah. I, I was enjoying it up to that point. I was enjoying Flash more than I had done in, in recent chapters. Um and like I say as well, I mean Banks's mannerisms, I thought they were exaggerated but they weren't really like cartoonish um and then loads of shit
1: happened. yeah what do you make of it as a match suit Uh, as a match I thought it was fine like it got better toward the end and uh, I actually think once TK got involved then it kind of like it went up a level Mm. but then we had like the real BS start and it just it's just like okay WCW 2000
0: i mean it's been i was i was gonna say one note i had was i mean i haven't i'm not a man for cheering heels um maybe not since the 2000s when i thought triple h was the coolest thing in the world my how my my taste changed um (laughs) but but is there actually a good reason to to i mean i know he's playing into the character but i almost feel like i don't know susie you're gonna have this problem when travis banks is is in the ring i kind of think i'd find it hard to boo him because i don't quite get why he's a heel now. Um, it's an odd one. Is the justification to, to not cheer him anymore? It's uh, I suppose we're here. I mean, yeah, I think it's just...
1: I don't know if people were booing him because they didn't like him. Hmm. I think they were just booing him because they were kind of tired of him. And I think there's hmm. like a difference there because now, cause now that he is a full heel and now that he's growing a personality out of nowhere (laughs) like i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be hard to get people to boo him now because now he's showing like like he got on the mic after the match he's showing like his funnier side Mm. and now it's just Mm. like okay we might have that cheer the heel problem (laughs) yeah it's gonna it makes the crowd would they
2: would look so fickle if they go from this to being kind of super behind him, to complete, to against him, and then behind him again, just sort of rolling with the tides of it. And I, and, right. I, and I, it won't help him if it, if they then start to effectively be led by crowd reactions, letting the booking being led by that. That worries me.
0: Yeah. I, I, I want to say as well, just I did, similar to you, JP, I think I did enjoy Travis's work in a vacuum we're all big fans of him as a wrestler Mm. he's cocking his fist at the start of the match and going for the the Roman Reigns Superman punch (laughs) and just being a the match was worked quite slowly and it worked to to Flash Morgan Webster's I'm not a huge fan of Flash Morgan Webster but it worked to his strengths it made him sympathetic because Trav Mm. was kind of just picking him apart in a in a brutal methodical way um so yeah that kind of you know Trav by the end of the match, yeah, he was full on heel. Um, so, you know, that's obviously the direction they're going after after much teasing. I did think it was a, a little bit awkward when uh, TK came in and he tried to do his, uh, his Roman Reigns uh, impression as well and hit a Roman spear. And again, you've got Dahlia Black on commentary kind of having to play both sides and, and be a bit be Switzerland and be a bit neutral um, even there was even a point as well when Flash Morgan Webster you know they went with a dusty finish here she was on commentary saying how he deserves it and she's so happy for him and I was just thinking ah, that doesn't really fit the, the the story that we're telling here um, but I mean other than that yeah on that dusty finish but I'm not a fan of it in general but I thought they did it well here, the fact that they went the whole hog, the fact that they were playing Flash Morgan Webster's music, um, and Trav and TK seemed to go all the way to the back as well before he came out. So I did uh, at least in, enjoy that element of it. Yeah, I
1: I enjoyed like, the whole finish because like Travis did all his stuff. He did the Slice of Heaven, the Kiwi Crusher, mm-hmm. and then he put on the Lions Clutch, and then I thought like that was it. And then Flash made the ropes, and I think he's, like, the first person to break the whole, break, like, the line's clutch. Mm. And then he hit, mm. uh, then Flash got all of his stuff in. He fought off, uh, or he knocked TK out of the ring, and then he hit his finish. And then, like, I could see that being, like, if they were actually switching the title, I could see that being the finish to the match. And then every, like, it got a big pop, like, when he won. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then uh, they did the restart, which, I mean, I'm not a fan of. And I think Mm. they did this last year, didn't they? They did the same thing with um, Mark Andrews. Mark
0: Andrews, that was right on a child show. Oh, yeah. I didn't buy that one, though. This one I bought. But I remember that one thinking, nah, there's no way. Even even when the social media was coming through, I was like, no way has he won the title.
1: Yeah, I've got it in my review right here. Mm.
0: Yeah, Mark Andrews, he won
1: the Thunderbaster. That's right, yeah. He, he done. He got... uh The same thing happened. It was on the last show before WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> they might The dry erase board might have just went dry this month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> History repeating. Yeah. yeah. And, and now we've gone back to, to what progress like to do in having this heel champion. I mean... JP, you were pretty complimentary about, uh, just some of Trav's work here. His, his yep. promo after the match when he came back in and got the win a roll up. He was thanking the people for the continued support of his title reign. I thought that was great. And then he, uh, yep. he asked specifically for a Travis R champion chance, which he, uh, he didn't get. Call in progress is, is yard now. I would say, I mean, when the uh south pacific power trip were were in full fledge i always thought that tk was very much the the personality of the group um hmm. I, I didn't really see travis travis was the in-ring worker um so i probably wouldn't have said going in that this suits his strengths um but i don't know Have you have you got doubt on that now considering uh some of uh, the personality flourishes that he showed here
2: I don't have doubts at all. I mean, I think, actually, what this hopefully would lead to is a – I mean, what it will end up leading to is a real dominant heel faction. Um, mm. And I say it again, we've been talking about Dahlia Black on commentary all night. Having her ringside as well is also great. She's fantastic in that role at ringside. And if she was there with them as well, I I think it could end up really – could end up really exploding, and then whether or not they have to resist turning them face because people would cheer them because they're so good at it, <laughs> um, and we end up in that vicious circle. Um, but I think both of them are gonna are gonna really benefit from this. Um, I think as well they can position Brooks as that face champion given the reactions that he gets when when you're at shows and and certainly at the Manchester show we, we were at as well where the, where the crowd are are behind him he's got a look as joe said many times before he's he's got a brand and it really works and i think they could lead to that um i don't know how you guys feel about the volta stuff Mm. at the end Mm. um i i'd said a couple of times i'd like to have seen that at wembley i think that could have been really good as a dominant champion versus dominant champion
1: match um i don't know what do you guys think well Before I get that, I do want to go back to the finish of the main event. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it it works for Flash's story too. Like I still don't like, I still don't like the finish, but it works in that Flash being the nearly man. Like he Mm -hmm. literally had the title in his hands and had it taken away, Mm -hmm. and then it we saw like as like the cold ending. That's right. Yeah, the
0: thing that pushed him over the uh, edge
1: the after credits with uh, yeah, with him going to Haskins and Havoc. Mm. I think it made a lot of sense. And can I say yep. um, when Haskins was talking in that post credits thing, I thought it was Chuck Mambo before I saw him. Like, I don't <laughs> know why I it sounded like Chuck Mambo talking.
0: Don't say that around JP, you won't be happy. Dear God, no. <laughs> Dear God, no. <laughs> We've got a news I'm sure he's a Mambo. lovely bloke, but no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. Um, as far as Walter goes, I think the people are like ready to like see that. Mm-hmm. And I think as far as like that match goes, because uh, Walter has a the match he ha- he's having with Zack Saber Jr. is a number one contenders match. Yep, mm-hmm. which I get to see live. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think they might end up doing the uh, WXW uh, 16 Carat formula, where it's tournament first day, second night's got the title match in the main event, mm. then the third night's got the uh, got the tournament final. So mm. I think they might do that because it is in uh, Alexandra Palace. Yeah,
0: so I could see them doing that. Yeah, that'd be make sense as the place to do it. Uh... He got big. Uh, Walters, our champion, chance when he came out here. Like you said, I think mm. the people are ready for it, and I would—I'd be tempted to give uh, Walter two belts. Don't know about you, JP. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, do
2: you know what? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say a say a dirty Banks finish just to piss people off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh But Travis, he was great here too because when. The music hit, you saw his face go like, oh, God. Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: like, he was really good here, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's really hamming it up with his uh, it was kinda of, his line was I'm unbeatable, wasn't it, leading into that <laughs> and then Walter comes out. Yeah. Uh yeah, if you've got to lean into Travis heel, then yeah, he's uh that would that was great work and yeah, I guess we'll uh we'll see what he does going forward. Um What do you what do you make of this then as as a show overall? Where does it fit into the the Progress Pantheon for you uh suit? I think I I don't know if you'd agree. My take on the last few Progress shows has been great in ring, some dodgy stories, but Great in-ring, so most of the shows have been thumbs up. Would this uh, be a thumbs up for you? Uh,
1: Yeah, I'd give it a thumbs up. Uh, You know, the Brooks-Cooper match is probably my match of the night. Mm-hmm. And then you had a couple other good ones with Walter and Rampage in the tag title match. And I, I liked the main event. The finish kind of just annoyed me, but then you had the post-match stuff, so... All in all, I call this good. Like I'd say, the good outweighed the bad here. The <laughs> in-ring, at least. Yeah,
0: that's kind of been the story, hasn't it, JP, of uh, the last uh, few few months?
2: Yep, absolutely, and follows that pattern to a T. tee. Um, really good, some really good stuff in ring. Um, some of the story t- storytelling, you're scratching your head. I think that's that's where it falls in. But um, as a show to watch, yeah, really good fun, and I'd agree as well that. TK Cooper, Chris Brooks match is is well worth a watch. Mm,
0: definitely. I'd recommend people seek that out. Um, before we go, though, we've got a, a couple of, of news notes from Progress. The super strong style weekend we've alluded to a couple of times has started to mm. take shape. Uh, we've got Pete Dunn mm-hmm. in there. We've got Keith Lee in there. Mark Andrews, Helico, David Starr. Jordan Devlin, uh, injury dependent. I believe he's had an issue with his thumb that's ruled him out for the rest of the WrestleMania weekend shows. Uh, Chris yep. Brooks um, and a big name there, JP Chuck Mambo. Uh, what do you make of? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you happy with that line, yeah. of JP? Or I, I, oh, again.
2: It just doesn't work for me at all. I'm kind of a bit more wary of of kind of saying horrific things about him. I've zero interest in seeing his match unless we're doing like Sid Vicious circa 89 kind of squash match up against, I don't know, um, Jonah Rock, let's just (laughs) say, for example. Um, But yeah, outside of that, um, that's that's the only way I want to see that. If he ends up winning, um, Christ knows, I'm giving up.
0: <laughs> what do you make of the lineup suits? Are, are you a uh, Chuck Mambo fan? Uh it the lineup looks alright. Like Mambo
1: it almost makes you wonder like if they had someone else and they had to drop out. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah. Uh Mambo being first round, get at get in, get out. It I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I can live with it.
0: <laughs> he'll fill a role <laughs> um yeah so as well as super strong style obviously we mentioned uh, new orleans this weekend uh there's a big victoria warehouse show coming up as you mentioned 20th of may i'm gonna be going like i said earlier i'm not hugely into this jack sexsmith travis banks match there's also genie and tony storm but i don't know maybe if uh if trav's going full heel maybe they could do something here and maybe you could mm. make a bit of a story out of the sexsmith thing and uh i get some interest up for that match uh, i don't know I- being honest, though, I think uh, two thousand people are going to be trying to get in there in Manchester. I think they're probably going to need a little bit more than this. JP, is there anything you can you can think of even that they could uh, be building towards? Oh God, no.
2: Uh, um, I don't know to be honest with you. I mean, I think if they can get some of the um, British uh, British strong style guys back, um, that might help. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a difficult one because um, it's almost like they've set up. The Volta storyline, but they can't do the Volta storyline because of the Jack sex I mean, and that sounds awful. If we were talking about this Jack Sexsmith storyline for a shot a year away, mm. I could be really into it. But the fact it's happening so soon kind of clouds over a whole lot of other more interesting things you could be doing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm stuck at the moment for something I think could sell it. Neville, how about that? Throw that one out of <laughs> the woodwork
0: usually had a special relationship with uncle paul exactly <laughs> definitely put a uh, smile back on his face <laughs> that'll make sense uh sooth then uh, any last notes for you uh what you make of that victoria uh, warehouse uh how's that shaping up for you or are your eyes just set on the uh, the two big shows you've got coming up this weekend uh
1: well my eyes are set on those but the victoria warehouse show it is a big show. Mm. Um. It's big to the point where I think that Sexsmith title match might be like the one, like the first half main event mm. in air quotes, and yeah. then you have Walter doing something in the main event, or you have a tag title. What would be the main event? What would? How could they main event that in Manchester with the tag titles? Like, unless it's Mustache Mountain, unless they change the titles, but. Yeah. i don't think they're gonna do that yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. i guess we, we've got a few shows to come in the meantime you never know what they're gonna do with volta with you could have a great big uh, atlas uh, title defense there as well um but yeah i guess yeah, super uh,
1: strong style too mm, you know things could yeah there's happen. a lot of there's Definitely. only a couple shows but there's a lot that could happen absolutely Awesome. I mean,
0: hey, we might have progress champion Shane Strickland. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be buying the near falls on that one over the weekend? Yeah, I will just be cheering and booing. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> okay, uh, before we go then, uh, Suits, anything you want to plug or anything else you want to uh, throw out there? Well, hey, I am on Twitter
1: at Suit Williams. Uh, my review for this show, even though you just heard it, my written review <laughs> is on uh, Pw Ponderings. You could uh see me reviewing every show. Uh, I was on the Voices of Wrestling uh, WrestleMania Weekend Preview, uh, the big nine-hour one where uh I reviewed, where I previewed the Progress WrestleMania Weekend shows, and I've also got another podcast I'm uh to uh, smart sports Uh, i talk wwe on there we talk about raw smackdown this week we've got a big uh, wrestlemania preview so go ahead check all that
0: out awesome yep check suit stuff out and uh jp uh, obviously wrestlemania weekend is coming up this weekend i think we're gonna spend yeah i'm gonna be spending a lot of time not sleeping um it's it's great for it's come to your backyard too for, for us Brits uh, some of the better shows the Janella show for example starts at 5 in the morning uh, we were talking before we were recording whether it was worth are we gonna, am I going to stay up for that one or are we going to get up early and I think yeah the uh, the only thing to do there is to stay up late um, so I can't imagine get much sleep over us weekend and you're going to be the same <laughs> JP as we're going to try and uh, do some podcasts for the, the Indie Corner over the weekend
2: yeah we are we've been doing our um, the fight TV gimmick of buying shows and then getting exactly the same amount in credit so oh, I'm all, f- oh it is yeah all fight it up uh waiting for this hopefully not for the stream to die that's my biggest fear and having the entire weekend ruined but yeah hopefully we're going to get to do um at least a couple of shows should be really good fun it's
0: not if- a re- it's not a wrestlemania weekend jp without uh, the streams crap in the bed and gabe giving us 25 <laughs> pay-per-views back free uh, it's guaranteed yeah. to happen we've just got to expect it at this point
1: yeah, I mean, we hey, do. Uh I do want to say I advocate for a WrestleMania in uh for a WrestleMania weekend in England because uh what time is it over there for you guys? Is it like eight o'clock when we're recording? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so seven o'clock over there when a show would start starts, like right in the afternoon here. Mm. I love a WrestleMania in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sit back, have some food, not have
0: to worry about anything. I like that. The weather here, though, is god awful. That is the thing. The the Uh, thing that would kill it. Yeah, big stadium. We need a roof, don't we? The Millennium. Mm, we could do the millennium sense. in cardiff <laughs> i mean, i, I imagine we'll, we'll get a summer <laughs> slam or a survivor series first but yeah maybe one day we'll get wrestlemania um but yeah we'll just maybe one we'll maybe one day we're used to it now though we're used to being up at three in the morning watching <laughs> yeah. it. it's all good
1: <laughs> i could only imagine how many shows would run that weekend like there might be like a hundred companies running shows oh God, yeah. it would be insane yeah, you
0: oh. wouldn't even have. To, you could do London. You, I mean, and you'd have people from Europe coming over. It's whether you get Americans making the trip. I don't know if we get the likes of you. yourself coming over. suits. I think they they do rely a little bit on the the Europeans will travel, but would the Americans?
1: Mm, that <laughs> is a good point. Dude. We are a lazy boy. <laughs> I didn't say. Are you <laughs> worried?
2: Are you worried about the amount of drunken Brits that you British wrestling fans that you'll see over the uh, the weekend? Suit in New Orleans.
1: It's New Orleans. There's drunk people all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> good I chat. lived there for 15 years. I've seen my fair share. <laughs> uh,
0: nothing's going to surprise you then. No. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we hope you have a, a great time this weekend, Suit. Uh, we'll be back, uh, hopefully, on the Indie Corner over the weekend. Keep an eye out over the Twitter feed. Uh, follow Suit on Twitter, at Suit Williams, Follow me on Twitter, at BensonRichardE. And where can the good people find you, JP? at jp 3e's awesome uh we'll catch you again uh, later this week bye mambo That. Just hanging out, just having fun, we're number one. Just hanging out, just having fun. Just hanging out, just having fun, we're number one.